man, this is a real podcast. You know why? Because it's the Loft Party Podcast. I'm just saying. The views and opinions expressed by the Loft Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. Just not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Loft Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Share us with your friends and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. And hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host, Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 87, The American Dream, or The American Dream. Uh, a nice home, a nice car, you know, fine clothes, good jobs, good schools, a pretty wife or a handsome husband, 2.5 kids, a dog, and a white picket fence. Some may say that this sounds like the American dream, but is it the American dream? Whose dream was it? And is the American dream the same as it was before? You know, in the past uh, few weeks, you know, we've we've you know seen and heard, and not just past few weeks, over the past year. <laughs> let's just be really honest. We've heard this administration say a lot of things about a lot of different groups of people. Most recently, probably the uh, as we were talking about before the show started, the shithole comments. Uh, but it got me to thinking about. The Statue of Liberty. And so I, w- I want to start the show by, uh, you know, reading, you know, at least a part of the famous uh, quote that's on the tablet of the Statue of Liberty. And it's, of course, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuge of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. So, we got a lot to unpack this episode, but before uh, we get into any of that, let me introduce today's panel. So, I've got my return champion, Chris O'Connor. He's the owner of Liquid Nine Entertainment and Investments, uh, as well as having some interest in uh, Jay Regal Whiskey and Office Works. I've got Big Dave Elliott. He's the owner of CNP Construction. I've got Brian Massey. He's a market analyst for True Media and our resident Brain Mass. Of course, I've got uh, Adrian Lewis. Uh, he is the... Um, founder of Path to Vision, uh, an organization that's uh, built to empower our young people as professionals. Uh, and before too long, uh, she hasn't made it here yet, uh, we'll be joined uh, by Jackie McDaniel. You know, she is in the financial sector. You may know her as the uh, 
anonymous female, but she decided she didn't want to be anonymous anymore. So that is my panel. And before we get into important things, let's get into important things. And of course, uh, important things around here means what are we drinking? So first, what we're drinking uh, is uh, probably one of my favorite and one of the most time-honored uh, cocktails out there, the old-fashioned. The best one in the Pendergast. So um, you're going to take a, uh, in a rocks, rocks or old-fashioned glass, you're going to take a sugar cube, you're going to take a splash of club soda, you're going to do a little lemon peel, you're going to muddle that, and then you're going to add uh, two dashes of Angostura bitters, two dashes of uh, uh, Peshad bitters, and two ounces of J. Regal whiskey. Add ice, you stow that, stir that thoroughly, and then garnish that uh, with a little orange peel or zest, and you have a very tasty old-fashioned. It also be made with rum. Uh, can also be made with rum, and we have had it up here several times here at the Pendergast, and it is delicious, let me just say. From our ex-mixologist. Uh, and uh, that brings us to, uh, now that we know what we're drinking, what are we smoking? And today, we are doing number three on uh, on the top 25 list uh, from One Cigar Aficionado. <clears throat> the Oli, <clears throat> excuse me, the Oli, uh, Oliva Series V uh, Bellicosa. Um, it is a Nicaraguan uh, wrapper, binder, and filler. Um, it's got some really good earthy notes, some leather, a little spice, uh, kind of touch of molasses uh, in the notes with it as well. It's actually a reasonably inexpensive cigar, under nine bucks generally, um, and a damn good smoke. Have had several of these over the years, and. Uh, uh, you can't ever go it's wrong. It's a fairly strong-bodied cigar. Yeah, but you can't go wrong with you it. You can't not go wrong with it. Uh, it goes down well. Yeah, see, get, get yourself a good whiskey, a good bourbon, sit down, enjoy this. You'll be happy that you did. Um, so, uh, today I'm actually going to bypass um, RIPs and happy birthdays, um, only because I got a couple things that I do want to uh, do some quick topics on. One, um, last week um, I said that I noticed that we had some uh, listeners from Osaka. I was incorrect. Uh, actually, those uh, listeners are from uh, Tokyo. So, Kanichiwa. I'm not going to say the rest of that. So, Kanichiwa, anybody out there who is a Dave Chappelle fan, uh, you know what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> and uh, we are really happy to have uh, all those listeners from Tokyo uh, checking us out here on the podcast. But I wanted to quickly. Hey Mario, yeah. We're going to have to t try some. Uh, Nice Japanese whiskeys. We are going to try. Honor, we in honor of our to. podcasters from Tokyo. We yes. are going to have to. We're going to have to. I we mean, have to get a bottle I, up here I, and I know that we are sponsored uh, in part by Jay Rieger, but we're going to have to because we've got listeners in Tokyo. We get, we got, Absolutely. we we have to. Absolutely. Uh, I w I wouldn't feel right. <laughs> 
right, Mr. So. O'Connor will approve. Okay. Um, so, um, I, uh, I didn't want to get super long-winded about it, probably as long-winded as we get about birthdays or uh, RIPs or whatever, but I did want to do some quick talk about the Grammys, because that was last night. I don't know how many people here actually watched the Grammys or saw who won. But uh, it was actually a pretty good show. I thought it was going to be, um, I thought it was going to be more political than it was. It actually, it had it had moments. It, def- it definitely had moments where you know some people gave gave uh, some, not necessarily an acceptance either. It was like kind of people were making kind of statements uh, a little bit through performances and stuff like that. And um, but th- there were some good performances. Uh, you know, uh, Pink. Uh, normally she does some stuff, you know, like some Cirque du Soleil type shit. But she did uh, something with a somebody with uh, with sign language, and, and that was actually kind of a cool performance. Uh, Kendrick Lamar opened the show, and he did a medley of some of his songs. One of his songs actually has U2 uh, on the chorus, and uh, yeah, he brought U2 out to do their their piece on that song, and that was um, that was really good. Um, you, it, it's, it's, there was some there was some snubs that I, I won't even say snubs. Some people that didn't win that I was a little surprised they didn't win for something. Um, uh, like Jay Z was nominated um, for several, for several categories, and um, most of the categories that I thought he would win, I, I thought he was definitely in contention anyway. Um, you know, best. Um, Best song, best album, uh, best rap album. Like he actually, he didn't wind up winning any of those categories. Actually, uh, Kendrick Lamar won for best rap album, uh, and uh, kind of big winner of the night though. Um, uh, wind up being Bruno Mars. You know, uh, did anybody see Bruno at the Apollo Twenty Four Karat Gold at the Apollo? Uh, I did. Live. I did. That was yeah. a great show, and the way he went back into the neighborhood and sat on the steps, and they did things. Went to different restaurants and sat up and sang. I mean, that dude's got it going on. I mean, yeah, he's, he, he's uh, all about the people. He's just not all about himself at all. He's, a, and he's it's as class music. an act. He's as, as class an act as as he he really throws you back to kind of old school entertainer. Oh yeah. Like he's really a, a, a real entertainer. He's not a kind of an Instagram entertainer. The, the older lady that wore the red dress that he put up on the balcony and then he sang to her and he met her out on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's classic. You yeah, know that, yeah. that's a, that's a good thing. That's yeah, I heard a I heard a pundit say something something, you know, the our new Michael Jackson and I I thought it might be going far, <laughs> uh, but I will say this: uh, Bruno hasn't missed yet, and uh, and I guess what is he three or four albums deep now? That's not easy to to have like to have had 
reasonably and not just um, success, but kind of exponential success. Every album's been more successful than the last. Uh, that's not easy, I don't think, in today's climate. I mean, the only other person I, I, I can think, think can is probably Timberlake or something like yeah. that. Who's, I don't think you can compare him to Michael Jackson. I think he's a totally different act. Yeah, he, I think he's, he's, a he's more of a Motown act. I think he, I think he is more. Well, you know, you know, the thing I like about him is he. Um, from album to album, he reinvents the look, the sound, because he really takes all of it as kind of a holistic approach. So the last album was more of a 70s rock type album, you know, and he went with that look. And before the album before that was more of a 60s doo-wop type thing. And this was completely immersive in the 90s. Um, Speaking of which, uh, the song he performed, uh, Finesse, and the video for Finesse, uh, some of my favorite stuff on that album because he's um, the video is is a complete uh, nod to In Living Color, and uh, and I was a massive In Living Color fan in the '90s, and uh, so yeah, it just you know the colors and they, they had, everybody had on cross colors clothes, right. and it was it was it's just fun. That's what I that right. really is what right. I like about it. I, yeah. I do have one complaint mm-hmm. that I didn't get. I had no idea what this had to do with the with the Grammys. Okay, when they had the certain people, including Hillary Clinton, up reading. Fire and Fury. What the heck does that have to do with Did music? You get a Grammy for best audio book. That's still. Recording. What the heck does that have to do with music? Yes. I, I have an issue with well, that. But, but they celebrate all recorded art during the year. So audio books, narrative, long form narrative, short form narrative, they all are. In yeah, that. comedy albums. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all, yeah they're 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 all they're all they're they're I, I didn't think it was the place for it. And, and I think they had fairly low viewership compared to each year. They've, they've been dropping down. I think. In particular, the Grammys, we listen to the Grammys for music. We want to see music. My wife made this comment. I used to love to listen to the Grammys, she said, but it's gotten so, they, they've injected politics into it, and I don't want to watch politics when I'm watching the Grammys. I want to listen to people sing. Well, I want to see their accomplishments and see them get awards for it. And that's, well, we're older. We're older people. Yeah, and I, I get, but I but I will I will your say generation that ejected politics into music. <laughs> well, we had a, we have protest songs. We have protest songs. Politics have been intertwined since the '60s, and it's inseparable now. But they were songs. <laughs> we had well, protest songs that I liked. I will I, I will say this. I I I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that that genie's going back in the box. You know, it's no, it's, it's not. I, I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I get it. I get it. But like yeah. I said it's 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 become a little different than it was back then. Yeah, and and then too, you know, you know the uh, the uh, artistic community in general um, is. Uh, you, now, now, this is what's funny. Despite of genre, and even how they vote. They tend to be more liberal thinking if you're an artist. So they tend to think, no matter if it's I would agree pro, pro, you know, pro our current administration or pro whatever the situation is, you know, like you say, I think. Yeah, I think in the '60s when they started doing heavy protest songs, I think it just merged into the culture of art is you know they you know people put but they were put, protesting government in general for the most part and 
the war and then the bad way they were running the war and the industrial people that were running the war. And that was more or less what their protest was. You know, they were also protesting racism at that time, you know, even long after Martin Luther King. So you had, you know... I mean, it sounded like they still protested the same stuff. <laughs> but, <there's, laughs> but, but it was a different type. What I'm trying to state is I do believe that it was a different type of protest back in that day. You know, you look back to Nina Simone and some of the songs she sang about, you know, being poor and, 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 and the government putting them down. It was a different type of ball game. That, that they played back in that days than what they're, what they're doing I, now, I, I where, where they're really going after one individual, I think. Well, that's his fault in, in their eyes, or in, in maybe in some opinions. I mean, you can't go after an entertainment NFL and call them sons of bitches and not expect to get some sort of backlash. Right. So, you know, for them, if he's open enough to be to give his points of view and call Roman that protest in their own peaceful way, then you can expect some. No, well, there, yeah, there's going to be some blowback. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there, Adrian. All right. So with all that, we'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. And we are back. And before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, if you could live the life of your favorite rock, rap, or pop star for a week. Yeah, let's go too crazy. For a week. Uh, who would you want to trade places with? So... I'm going to give that a second to marinate. Because <laughs> I see some faces that are really thinking. <laughs> what do you think, Adrian? You know, I can't really say I'm envious of anybody's, at that level, lifestyle at this point. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe Denzel. He's respected. He's been in the game for a minute. You know, he has respect. You know, he, he respects the crowd. You know, he, he has a certain demeanor about himself that's respectable. And yeah, he has longevity in it. So the experience, the respect, you know, the he's a master of his craft. Maybe, well, he's not a rapper, but um, he's an entertainer, so. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll take that, I'll yeah, take that. I can't say I'm with, I'm with any particular rapper or rock guy at this point, or any pop person at this yeah. point. What do you think, Brain Mass? Uh, I kind of feel the same way. That I, I don't know that I'm envious of anyone in particular because it seems like there's a lot of things that come with that that aren't necessarily healthy or good. Uh, well, just 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 to throw out as a disclaimer, this is definitely not coming from a, a point or place of envy. Just, I would be curious to know because I because I agree. I am. Truly, not envious of anybody's life or lifestyle. Gotcha. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in their shoes for that reason. But there's a person or two that I probably be curious to know what their life is like. You know, the, the thing that crossed my mind is probably maybe a, an an EDM mixer, uh, just because maybe someone like Bass Nectar or Zed. 
mm. because so many of their songs, they um, they partner up with very famous people, mm. so they get to meet a lot of those lot people of and actually, people. you know, create something together. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really fun to see, like that whole process, how they sit down and go through it, because you know they're not by themselves, which I know most. Most uh, artists aren't by themselves either, but that's very two top level people getting together and saying, let's make something awesome. And that seems like it'd be a fun process. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would agree. I would agree. What are you thinking, O'Connor? Uh, I would be jealous. Uh, and I would switch places for a week in a second with probably Bono, I guess. Yeah. Almost yeah. a billionaire. <laughs> you can be as annoying as you want. People still go to see you. Is this true? You, know, you can tell them to screw off because you have all the money in the world. Is and it true? would just be fun. I think he seems to have a pretty good life going. I'm about to say one Irish, one Irish boy for another Irish boy, huh? Just having a good time. He's trying to help people, I guess. I like that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at that. Big day. Yeah, I I get Bono. That's one of the things that ran through my head. But in my diseased brain, Stephen Tyler, (laughs) Avero Smith. I mean, he he grew up in Lake Sunapee, New Hampshire, and still lives up in Lake Sunapee, New Hampshire. Uh, Did not know that. And uh, I, we have friends up there that actually ran into him in a general store up there one time. That oh, was, okay. That was kind of cool. I didn't say nothing to him. You know, I, I, I got respect for people. I don't go up bothering, but it was definitely Stephen Tyler. But, you know, that dude, he's something. You know, he's, 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 he's a highly wired, pretty talented Entertainer, and you know, I, I wouldn't want to live some of the lifestyle he did. Actually, I kind of did at times, but it's you know, it'd be an interesting guy to, to to see what he's all about and how he thinks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the question, because uh, Jackie just joined us, uh, is uh, if you could live <clears throat> the life of your favorite rap, rock, or pop star for a week. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> who would you want to trade place? You always love these questions, don't you? Well, I mean, I literally just sat down. Yeah, it just um, it just happened to be your turn when you sat. I, down. I honestly don't know. I'd have to, I really would have to think about that for a minute. Okay. Uh-huh. Lindsey Sterling, you can play the violin and run around on stage. <laughs> Okay. I actually know who that is. I actually know who that is just because I've that seen. That does not appeal to me at all. <laughs> well, I, I was going to bring up Pat Boone, but I didn't think anybody knew who Pat Boone was. So especially That's in right. podcast land, you know, right. like literally live the life. You want to well, talk about white bread? That's for a week. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, because um, we talked about not being envious of people's lives, we just it would be it would just be interesting. Uh, I would probably want to do probably Jay Z or Dave Chappelle for a week. So I thought about Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now wait a second here, Jackie. What? Jay Z is with Beyonce. Jay Z is yes. with Beyonce. Definitely yeah. a plus. So he wants to be <laughs> with Beyonce for a week here. I, I'm just saying for that. I don't I, know what I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying here. You know, this there's a little bit more in this game than than he was uh, bringing well, on there. I think that would appeal to him anyway because they also have a child, and he would love that. True. Mm-hmm. So, True. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would take the whole life. I would just I would just take the parts I liked. I would. One of his good friends is Kanye. 
you know. I would love that too. Now, exactly I can right. tell you that would be an interesting one to me is Kanye. Okay. For a week. Okay. But if I would, would you want? Okay. Not, not would, being would you Kanye, want? Uh, okay. Okay. That that there you go. That was my uh, that was my second. That was my second question. Do you want to be Kanye for a week? Like be in his head for a week, or do you just want to kind of live? I would kind of like to know what's in his head. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I because I'm sure. <laughs> I could not keep up. Because I'm sure it's not always what comes ball. out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. It'd be yeah. like a high-speed ping ball game, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't think that what comes out of his mouth is probably what goes on in his head the whole time. It just, I think he has moments where that thought is overwhelming. I think there's can't probably stop people other than like musicians or artists. Like I could, I would be interesting to live as Oprah for a week or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, Adrian said Denzel, so yeah. The only thing that kept me away from Jay-Z is I don't think he could ever walk outside. And mm-hmm. we would just be mobbed every single place he went. Where I well, feel like maybe Bono's was a little more anonymous. It's kind of short, blends in with the crowd, you know. Yeah, you put, yeah, you put on a hat or yeah, something. He's got Groucho Mark glasses, you know, the one with the big <laughs> yeah, nose, exactly. the glasses, and the mustache. You have to. That's, that's what he's, he's got. Not step outside, literally. Yeah, it, it, it's very difficult because people know what you look like with a hat on. You're kind of oh, famous yeah. for making the Yankee hat famous. Disguises. You've already given your disguises away. I don't know what to do. I was actually thinking of DJ Khaled. When the brain match was talking, that would be hilarious. He just has a good time, just for a week. He just has a, a, a best time. He gets his kid on stage. Oh with yeah, him and everything I mean, is just love. You, and, you, you know. there's just so many. Jimmy Iovine, ah. Dr. Dre. I mean, any oh. one of the like. Could you just imagine just, just being in their shoes for a week? I was just thinking week? that too. Another yeah. billionaire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know, you really have to pay attention. You're right. These guys like, are all Knowledge quickly. Quick, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody wants to be Weird Al. Um, <laughs> no. Well no. done, Brave Mass. Not, not, not me. For but one night, it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I'm not mad at anybody who wants it would to be. be interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, he's not. Stupid. I, I, <laughs> you know? I, I just don't want to be Weird Al. And, <laughs> I just don't want to be Weird Al and get out of the shower after looking myself in the mirror. That would uh, be disturbing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's with, kind of funny though that I mean I can't think of very many women I would want to. You want to be for a week? For a week. Yeah. It would be interesting to be Hillary Clinton for a week. Yeah, I could pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could, like, like, but I'm just like, I was yeah, thinking with Oprah, like, so that's a way better way to go. <laughs> I just think of the, it, it would just be interesting to see it. Yeah. You know? All right. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Love Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers, 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email David. 
cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do.